0: Hello, this is Pastor Sam Dechico from the Conquer Baptist Church of Wilmington, Delaware. We're so glad you could join us for today's broadcast. Conquer Baptist Church is located at 2510 Marsh Road in North Wilmington. We presently have services at 11 o'clock Sunday morning and 6.30 Sunday evening. Also Wednesday nights, 7 o'clock is a Bible study, so come out and visit us sometime. We're also the home of Concord Christian Academy, a school that goes from K-2 through 12th grade. If you need more information about our church or school ministries, visit our website, ConcordBaptistChurch.org. One of the apostles that served the Lord Jesus faithfully has a kind of a, a name that uh, is not a complimentary name. And when we think of the Apostle Thomas, uh, usually the word doubt or doubting Thomas goes... With him, and it's unfortunate because uh, Thomas's legacy was one of uh, devotion, one of faith, one of commitment. Uh, but yet, uh, there was one bad day in his life where he had doubt, and uh, forever he kind of linked with that one story. But I want us to look at the story of Thomas today, and uh, to start off our little study, I want you to. Uh, focus in on uh, a couple of different passages. John 11, first off. We will read in John chapter 11 the uh, raising of Lazarus. And uh, the Bible tells us how that uh, Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus of course were very good friends of Jesus. And they uh, lived in a little town of Bethany, which wasn't too far away from Jerusalem. And uh, as uh, the message that Lazarus was sick would come to Jesus. We pick up the story, and uh, it says, verse number uh, one of chapter eleven in John. It says, now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, in the town of Mary and his sisters, uh, and Ma- town of Mary and his sister Martha. And uh, then it says, uh, verse three. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified. Now, verse 6 says, When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Now, it seems odd that Jesus would not hurry, rush to the bedside of Lazarus and perform a miracle, but uh, as the message had come to Jesus, Jesus knew what had already happened. As we see a little bit later on, that uh uh Lazarus had uh, had died, and it says verse eleven it says, uh our friend Lazarus sleepeth, uh, but I go that I may awake him out of his sleep and then as said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, how he uh, if he sleep, he shall do well, howbeit Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking a rest in sleep. Then Jesus said unto them, plainly, Lazarus is dead. So he knew that Lazarus had already died by the time the message had gotten there. So he waits two more days because uh, he's going to perform a greater miracle than a healing. He's He's going to perform the miracle of a resurrection. Well, in verse number 8, his disciples were concerned about the welfare of Jesus. And verse number 8, he says, His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again? And Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If a man walk in the day, stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of the world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth because there is no light in him. In essence, they are afraid that Jesus was putting his life on the line, and their life also. If they, he went into the area of Judea, as uh, he, of course, had was a threat to the religious leaders of the day. They had talked about stoning him. Eventually, of course, they would orchestrate his uh, crucifixion. But as he. Uh, heard this this concern from the disciples he asked them a question are there not 12 hours in a day in essence during the daylight people don't stumble they have light they can see But he says, if a man walk in dark, he stumbleth because there's no light in him. I believe Jesus is saying to these men that, listen, uh, this area of Judea is living in darkness. We need to go light this this, uh, area of darkness. Uh, They're stumbling. They don't have truth. And so as uh, they're talking about eventually going to the town of Bethany, Uh, Jesus has said that he is already dead. Now, Thomas makes a great statement here in verse number 16. Then said Thomas, uh, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Now, this statement is one of of great devotion. It's it's a statement of courage. Uh, Thomas is kind of rallying the other men who are a little afraid and worried that if they go into Judea... That uh, they may be killed, Jesus may be stoned, and uh, Thomas' devotion was simply, "Let us go, and if we have to die with him, then we die with him." Well, that's that's quite a bold statement. That's quite a, a statement of devotion. You know, when we think about uh, in our own personal lives. You know, we ask ourselves, or should maybe ask ourselves a question: Would I die for Jesus? Would I go into a dangerous situation, knowing, carrying the gospel, knowing that it could cost me my life. You know, we're blessed and fortunate to live in a great country of America that provides us religious freedom, and we really uh, can can preach the gospel without any persecution and uh, have our churches and, and uh, do all the things that are necessary in ministry. But uh, not every country in our world uh, affords their citizens the freedom that we have. There are some countries that would persecute Christianity, would persecute a missionary that would come in there. And uh, so what What was going on there was a very serious situation. And uh, truly, he shows his devotion. He shows his commitment. You know, uh, when Jesus talked about being committed to him, he said in Luke chapter 14, verse 26, if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear Bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple now uh, what Jesus is saying not to hate people hate your father mother people that you love but he's saying in essence can you separate yourself from your mother your father these disciples had to leave their, their parents They had to leave um, probably we know even in Peter's case he probably had to leave his wife uh, and uh he says in, in in essence are you willing to give up your own life to follow me and so it was a very hard thing to follow the lord jesus he demanded uh, complete devotion and thomas showed that complete devotion he was a man that was totally dedicated to serving jesus if it even if it cost him his life so you know before we cast judgment upon Thomas we need to look at the big picture we need to see how that Thomas was brave how that Thomas was courageous how that he rallied the other men at this particular case because he said to his fellow disciples let's go let's if we have to die we die with Jesus so uh, we of course know how the story turned out Jesus uh, did come to the city of Bethany there it was also where he raised Lazarus from the dead a great miracle happened four days he's in the grave. Jesus uh, calls Lazarus back to life. And Jesus was showing that he is the resurrection and the life. What a beautiful uh, miracle. What a beautiful story that was. But understand that it was all uh, the background was it was, was that simply Thomas was one of the disciples that was willing to go into that city, see that miracle happen, see Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead, knowing that doing so could potentially be risking your life. And he showed great devotion to the Lord Jesus. But then as uh, the story continues, and this is probably the more f- familiar part of, of Thomas's story, It's found after the resurrection of Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Jesus rises from the dead. Uh, By the way, there were other disciples that did not understand, did not believe, despite the fact that Jesus had told them over and over again that I will be crucified and I'll rise three days later. Uh, Yet uh, many of the disciples didn't understand that. In fact, Peter objected to Jesus saying that. Jesus had to say, Satan, get thee behind me. Uh, So when we think of Thomas doubting, understand that the others doubted likewise. But that uh, night of the resurrection, Jesus appears unto uh, ten of the apostles. Judas, of course, had already committed suicide, and Thomas, for some reason, was not there. When he appeared to the uh, ten, they were assembled uh, behind closed doors. They were very afraid that uh, they might be next. And they might be persecuted or even crucified. And as he stood in the midst, he proclaimed in John chapter 20, verse 19, Peace be unto you. And then the Bible says he showed him them his hands and his side. When the disciples saw it, they were glad. Once again, Jesus then said unto them, Peace be unto you unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so uh, send I you. And when he had said these things, he breathed on them, and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost, whosoever Sins you remit, uh, they are remitted unto them, and whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. Well, Jesus gives them uh, a a sense of peace, as he said, peace be unto you, and then he gave them a great commission. He says, as my Father has sent me, so send I you. Now it was their turn to go out into the world. Now it was their turn to go and preach the gospel everywhere. They had been with Jesus, and they they knew what the gospel was. They had seen the resurrected Jesus. They were eyewitnesses of uh, the death and the burial and resurrection of Christ. And then he breathed on him and told them to receive the Holy Ghost, which they would on the day of Pentecost shortly thereafter. And uh, he claimed that as, as they preach the gospel, people that uh, seek forgiveness will be forgiven. People who reject their message will be left in their sin. Now, uh, we go down to verse 24, and this is uh, where Thomas's uh, infamous uh, statement comes. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. Verse 25, the other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands uh, the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. This is a pretty powerful statement that Thomas makes. Now, you have to understand, there were 10 men that witnessed and saw Jesus. It wasn't just one person said it. 10 men are all proclaiming the same thing, and yet he does not believe his fellow apostles. These are men that had banded together for three and a half years following Jesus, giving their life totally to Jesus. Why would they lie to him? Why would they tell him something that was not true? But yet he said, not only do I need to see the uh, the nail prints and the the side that's been pierced but i need to stick my finger and my hand in, inside these nail print inside these this sword pierced body and so uh, he doubts he doesn't believe now we see eight days later verse number 26. Thomas was with the people, with the men. And then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. Now, you know, Jesus knew exactly what Thomas had said, even though he was not there. He understood that Thomas had... uh, you know, questioned and doubted his resurrection. And so he invites him, come and place your finger inside the holes in my hands and your hand inside the um, this, the, the, the hole in his side. And verse 28, Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Now notice what Jesus says in verse 29. This is a powerful statement. He says, Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed well that's us today believers that uh, have not seen Jesus but yet we believe and isn't that what faith is all about it is the, the evidence uh, of things hoped for the, the, you know the, the, sub, the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen in Hebrews tells us that and so that day Thomas believed but he had to see to believe and Jesus said there's going to be many others millions of people all throughout history that will never see the resurrected Christ but they will believe those are the ones who are um, blessed so as we see this great story we know that Thomas did believe but it it took um, the physical evidence for Thomas to believe But uh, you and I that are out there today, uh, Jesus has been dead and resurrected 2,000 years ago. We don't have any physical proof like Thomas had, but yet we still believe. Now, as we think about Thomas' story, Thomas went on to faithfully serve the Lord Jesus. Uh, Church tradition tells us that he went to India and it was there he gave up his life for the gospel. But uh, we see that Thomas was truly a, a devout man, but he had doubts. And uh, unfortunately, uh, that's kind of what he's labeled. And we really shouldn't judge a man by that one lapse of, of, uh, of faith. But you know, as we close today, let's realize that faith is necessary to please God. Hebrews 11 tells us that. And it, it also, we have to realize faith is action. We have to just believe and, and do what we believe that God is, is is directing us. Faith is obedience to the word of God. Faith believes without sight. So I just want to encourage you today, just believe and don't have doubts.